Roger. Yeah, I think you're pulling the wrong one. I'm just... Okay, I'm ready to pull it down now. There was still a little bit uh, left in me. Okay, don't hold it quite so tight. Okay. Welcome to the podcast. This is how it's going to start. Bust. It's a must that you touch my cracker crust. Don't cause a fuss, cause I got a lust. It's made of daikon roots and some big poops. Shout out to the shout out shoots. I'm making soups out of pots. I'm making dicks out of rocks. I'm carving up things into plots. Gerrymander me, can you handle my fucking scandalous, candle, can't, cantankerous ankle bits? I'm a cantankerous ankle biter, a non-stop fighter. Big like cool tights, two crites, cool crites. Crew nights and mice and spice guys. Spice rack and dice, guys and ten, yeah. Okay. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. W-E-L-K-O-M <laughs> uh, K-O-M, baby Welcome to K-O-M, the best airline in the in the downtown This is uh, Live the Tape with Johnny Pemberton I'm the person of the name I just said You listen to a song here sent to me by Nate Phillips Keep them coming, I fucking love it Obviously, I can't possibly play every song that's sent to me And... Just because, you know, I just ain't got the time, but I appreciate it and I love it. Keep them coming and I'll keep drumming and I'll stick my thumb in the air. You know, I can stick a thumb with just about anything. Thumbs are strong, aren't they? Y'all, thumbs are strong, right? That's my new opener for stand-up. Speaking of stand-up, if you don't know already, which would be kind of impossible, I'll I'll be uh, on tour coming up here. A couple dates just got added to this tour. God, I'm choking on mud water. It's so granular. It's that stuff I, uh, it's, it's, I don't know how to describe it other than it's, what's going on here? Okay. And we're back. Uh, I never left, actually. I just had to sort out the sound. This is Live to Tape with Johnny Pemberton. Uh, you know, owner-operator, uh, the guy who drives Daddy's Big Red Truck all over town to pick up all the good things that Daddy left and forgot about. So that's that's what you need to know right now. This is also the executive buffet where you're allowed to put all your hands on the branches that are available full-time uh, to all your, um, uh, is it called bleep reapers? I think that's a good one. Bleep reapers in the tr- on the trench bench is my new album. It's called Bleep Reaping on the Trench Bench. Check it out. Send your uh, stuff to live to tape podcast at gmail.com. That's L-I-V-E-T-O-T-A-P-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. God, I fucking love spelling stuff out. I love it. So the tour, uh, this is what you got to know about. Uh, you probably already know I'm going to be in... The, the shows start on the 15th of July. Chicago, Milwaukee, Eau Claire, Minneapolis, Des Moines, Brooklyn, Philadelphia. And those are up until the 23rd. You can check out all the... All the ticket links are available at johnnypemberton.org. 
That's my name spelled out how you spell it. Dot as in a period. Dog. That's D O G. And you can. I have all the ticket links except for these two new shows that just got added. I'm doing a show in Washington D.C. at the Comedy Loft, and then I'm doing a show at the Metro Gallery. I'm sorry, that's on the 24th. Washington D.C. is on the 24th of July. Then the uh, the, <laughs> the Baltimore City is on the 25th of July. Baltimore, Maryland, at the Metro Gallery. 25th. Uh, I think some tickets are going to be available for those soon. Probably by the time you hear this, they'll be available. If not, uh, well, I mean, you're going to get tickets, okay? Those are small venues, so they're probably actually going to sell out. I feel like Metro Gallery is really small. Um, Good Good Philadelphia is very small. I haven't been to a lot of the other places, but they are small. So please, if you don't live in those places and you have friends that do, I would very much appreciate you telling people because it's weird how much word of mouth... I mean, it's probably... Ne- <sighs> I fucking hate choking on... You ever drink something that has a fucking granulated aspect to it where it's like a powder? You know what it is? You know, the worst is, is almonds. Almonds are... <sighs> if I eat almonds, I can't talk on the phone for a half an hour before after that. It's like... Uh, all this crap about not going... You don't go... Don't go swimming if you ate. What about talking after you ate nuts? Or if you drink mud water, which is, I have a complicated relationship with mud water because I like it. I think it's a great caffeine substitute, but it also has some of the most, the branding of mud water is, it's so egregiously bro-y that people think it's fake when I show it to them. They think I did this, whatever. Whatever. Just look it up. Check it out. Try it in. Flip it up. Do it deep. Do it. Do it deep. Uh, I'm going to start collecting phones. I think that might be a good thing to do is collecting vintage phones. You know, why not? Why not do that? Uh, I want to play this rap I just recorded. For some reason, I heard a Post Malone song. I think I was in a lift. And there's something about those songs and lifts you hear. Because people try to do this thing with it. Oh, I'll play the music that's just the most, the most like, you know, the most popular kind of music because you want to be the least offensive as your Lyft driver. And they end up playing stuff that just makes, it sounds like you're in Vegas. And usually if you're in a Lyft, most people if they're in a Lyft there, it's because they've been drinking, so they feel like shit. But a lot of times for me, I'm not, I just don't like sitting in the back there because I get sick. I end up hearing these songs that I don't want to hear. And I got this Post Malone song in my head, the one that's called Psycho. It's like, do-do-do-do-do-do. I can't stop thinking about it. I listened to it the other day, today, actually, and I realized he's got a really good voice. He's got like an enviable, great, gravelly voice. Like, holy fucking shit. It's so funny to think that that's such a big deal. I just forget Obviously, I have a wonderful voice, and it's being magnified by this great, great microphone, all these effects, and everything like that. So that's obviously where we're at here in terms of that. I'm but you know, something to be said about having a great voice. So shout outs to kudos to Post Malone for having something that uh, sounds that's <laughs> it just sounds good at that please rate and review and subscribe to the podcast it's easy to do and it does help uh check us out on patreon.com slash live to tape also 
I want to read a quick review before I play my song. Okay, here it goes. This is a review. I love reading your reviews because they're all so goddamn funny. This one's real funny. Here it is. This is from, uh, uh, this is the person's, the person who, the title of the review is This is How It's Going to Start. And it's by Graspaccio. And it goes like this. Jack Pepper Sauce provides his executive buffet to common people. A real Robin Hood wink. His arrows of morphic resonance are true and just. Listen to them fly. Love it. Thank you so much. Keep them rocking. Keep them coming. Here's a song I did. It's a rap song. Here's a song that Johnny did. I don't know who this is right now. This is a pride guy named named uh, named uh, Tip Tip Tish, or maybe it's a Clack Clack Bell, or a, a Scoot Corp Scoot Corpse. My last name's Corpse. I know it's a weird last name, but it's my it's my name. My last name is Corpse. Here's a song that Johnny did. With that, with that song he just talked about, I hope, think, hope you like it. And we got a great episode of the podcast for you today, featuring a guy named Billy Wayne Davis. He's super funny, and he sounds kind of like this, but in like a masculine sense, not like me. I sound kind of like a like a teacher at a high school who's in a small town in the south who just can't come out, or maybe he's, doesn't know if he, which way he goes, or it's just that kind of thing, you know. So that's what I sound like right now. Billy's so funny and good. Check him out online. Billy Wayne Davis, go see him live if you can. He's a real funny comedian. I love sounding like this. I wish this is what I sounded like when I went up to the Delta ticket counter and had a problem with my middle seat. I didn't book a middle seat. I just... Gonna rap about everything. Crapping like you tidy, sipping like a Sadie, rumbling like Mercedes. If I got a lady, I'ma treat her fairly, I'ma get a barely, and a Daniel Fairly. My knife's cut my fingers, getting fucking ringers, grandma fucking ring gear, running out to Jenger. Gonna play some Jenga, gonna touch my finger. Gonna make contact with the drill bit that I used back Back when the, the chop bit, use it to control it Grab my fucking left it, squeeze it till the milk hits Spray every day, I'm doing my milk Spray in your face with my left nipple taste The whistles go, Roxanne, what you gonna do now? Tell me like my popo, ask my fucking no-no. I was used a YOLO, I wish I had Rolo. Stack a little caramels, everybody go hell. Sickin' like you told tell, just, 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 just don't tell. Don't tell my, my mommy, I don't wanna go home. Don't tell her I can ride it out. I'll borrow some underpants from your brother. We're about the same size, he's your younger brother, he's got little pants, I do fucking big dance, tried to take a shit inside, something that wouldn't fit the shit, and now I got it on my pants, and I'm staying over, but your parents are at a nice dance, it's a function, oh my god, I'm munchkin, storm on my punch again, I'm gonna get a runchkin, oh I need a lunch friend, call me up and dingy, wish I had a singy, voices sound like ringy, ring around Wrongsy, pocket full of posy, grab my fucking ankles, take a shit across the bridge because I'm swinging on a rope. See, yeah. 
Somebody know me, everybody show me how much money they got Because I am a robber, I put a fucking knife in the back of the pants They drop on the down and show me money that they made Got it at the slot machine, I'm an American dream You go underneath your house and get your mouth shit breathing Bring it back to life in the kitchen before you leave it Hey, hey I don't wanna go go, I need more Rolo, but I prefer a ho-ho, cause they got the soft inside of doobie like you dodo, smelling like a popo, wishing like a go-go, pogo like a pogo, sticking like a sto-sto, wishing like a go-ro, missing like a lolo, pissing like a romo, isn't I'm a go-go, ribs at Tony Romo's, I always get my ribs at Tony fucking Romo's, I get my ribs at Tony's, I got a bunch of Bonies, my bonus smells so phony. I just don't know if I can't sing anymore, man. Ten seconds till firing time. This is the one he responds to every time. Thank you, Brendan. Thanks, Brendan. He's just us. He could, we could get him back, I guess, but it's just us. I like that. You cool? No, I'm cool with you everything. Cool with I'm just trying to fill out. I know to expect the unexpected. But yeah, no, my baby, he's three and a half, almost four months. Four and a half months, man. Oh, but it's, 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 it's about to say three years old. No, five, four and a half months, maybe. How do you know he likes reggae? Because he and I have music time every morning. No way. What and time? Usually around it. Well, it all—it's very dependent on his sketch. Really? Uh, oh God, yeah. <laughs> um, if he wants to sleep, you let that—you let him sleep. Uh, oh yeah. So, but usually there's a time where he'll, f- his mom will feed him, and then he'll be like up for like an hour, and she's like done. So she'll go back to sleep, or she'll go do yoga, and then he and I—I I just put on. My iTunes and I just go through and pick music. What do you play for him? Uh, the first thing I played for him consistently right was uh, when I paint my masterpiece by the band. Okay, I don't even know that song. That's my favorite first, song of uh, all time. Welcome to the podcast, Billy Wayne Davis. Thank you for One being one of the greatest here. names in the history of time. That's you can take my. Do you enjoy that name? I I mean, for a while, no. But then, uh, yeah. you, uh, and then you get older and you're like, it's pretty cool. I remember the first time someone said your name and I was like, oh, I'm not going to forget that. Yeah. No, I'm people, but they, they, well, or they'll be like, is Billy Ray or Jimmy Bob? And you're just like, <laughs> okay. But those are country folk who say that, though, right? Yeah. Or, or it's people that, that think they're worldly but have never left a city. Have you ever seen some logo? I feel like you could make a hat that's got the B backwards with the W and the D. You can make some sort of like a oh I a logo with I think name, if I went BWD. a certain like rock image yeah. it would lend itself to yeah BWD mm-hmm. so, BWD number one six to trace to bleed John three sixteen I'm gonna come back for you baby <laughs> that is yes no I just saw Kid Rock you're exactly I could open for Kid Rock you just see Kid Rock for real Skinnerd mm-hmm. and then Kid Rock we saw him live yeah where 
Uh, it was at the Kaboo Festival. The Kaboo. Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas. You know what? It's funny you say Dallas, Texas. I just got really into this band called Power Trip, a metal band from Dallas, uh-huh. Texas. You heard them? No, but I did see you post about it. They, so. They're a fucking like... They're, they're like, fun. They're like reanimated skeleton warriors that are... It's like all bone crushing. I can't believe how good a thrash it is. It To me, it's... You know, you ever find something... You've been looking for something for a long time, and you find it. It's like, oh, this is this is what I wanted. Yes. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. It's, yeah, like... Um, I think it happens a lot with food. You ever have, like, a food... This probably hasn't happened to you in a long time, but having, a like, your favorite food, when you have it for the first time, you're like, oh, this is, this is the taste I was thinking of when I thought of the perfect taste. Oh, yeah. No, there's a thing I still think about in Bowling Green, Kentucky, where I went to college for a little bit. There's a Mexican restaurant. Mm-hmm. It was just the Is Special is what it was called. Is Special? I-S Special. The it's Is good. Special. And it's it was special. just, it's just chicken uh-huh. with... Uh, cheese and then Mexican stuff on top of it. What do you mean Mexican Just stuff on spices. top of it? You know, you know what I mean. No, like, I don't actually. That's I don't like either. The most... Well, you have to. What does it look like? It looks. It looks like something that your drunk friend who's good at cooking would make. Well, I still gotta have like a color, maybe a texture, a size. I brought this soda for us to share. Have you ever had awesome. this before? No, Antarctica. Do you want some? I'm... Yeah, it's Garana Antarctica. You want some? I'll, I would love to it's share It's Garana soda. It's yeah. got a lot of energy in it. I saw it there. I haven't had this in years. Where did you find it? At this Brazilian coffee shop. I've been driving by for years, and they. Um, I saw they had it. I stopped by because I had to kill some time before a podcast someplace in Hollywood, uh-huh. and I went in there because I have never been to this place I've driven by. I used to be like really obsessed with like Brazilian music and stuff. No alcohol. No alcohol. No, it's just like this fucking, I think this is the greatest soda that exists. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. You don't have to like it though. You really don't. No, it's, is it carbonated? (laughs) Yeah, it's carbonated. (laughs) What do you mean it's carbonated? (laughs) Because there's usually a kick to carbonation. Maybe it's soft carbed. But it's so smooth. Yeah. I mean, like, and it doesn't have that aftertaste where you're like, well, those are, that, that was made in a lab. Yeah, this might get us really jacked, you know. It's got guarana in it. You heard of guarana? Guarana? Is it like a caffeine? Yeah, it's fruit? like this, it's this berry that it grows really in South good. America. Now, where is this at in Hollywood? I'm going to look it's it It's on up. like Vine and, um, and Santa Monica, basically. How did you come across this in the first place? There was a, uh, when I used to live downtown, it was this amazing Brazilian restaurant called The Wooden Spoon or Wood Spoon. Uh-huh. I used to walk there because when, we, when, we, when, mm-hmm. when we lived downtown back in the day, there was almost nothing there. Yeah, so, I was going to ask, like, was that before it was downtown? Yeah, this was before there was even a Ralph's there. And now there's a Whole Foods next to where the building I used to live in. And it used to be surrounded by just open parking lots. But it's still bad. It is and it isn't. Now you know what I mean? Like, it's either, it's very doable or it's like another yeah. country and i mean that's that true. like in like the third world kind of way yeah not definitely like a, like a foreigner kind of way but. yeah that's it's definitely can be that way back then it was more all third third world but it wasn't it wasn't as intense so it was more kind of like spread out but it did feel kind of dangerous but there's this one brazilian restaurant down there that was way ahead of its time just like very I don't know how to describe it. You know, just like uh, the way every restaurant looks now. Yeah. That's nice. Yes. I know what you're It looked about. like that then. Yes. 
like not nice, but a like a mid range, simple, simple about the food. Yes, not pretentious, but still. Obviously, this person has a has an eye for things aesthetics. That, and, they have yeah. an aesthetic. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Yeah, they where have, there's like a theme to the whole thing, even yeah. if it's just like it's simple, mm-hmm. and this food is good. So just there's not going to be a bass on the wall or something. Yeah, fucking yeah. bass. Well, that which could be a thing. They have. They used to sell this. It they also really sold good. something called Koshina, which is like C O X I N H A, which if you've never had Koshina, do you eat meat? No, oh, yeah. There's this thing called Koshina. Holy shit. I think it might be the greatest food that exists. I just uh, forgot about You're it. You're a big f- fan of Brazil, huh? I, I am a big fan of Brazil, but I've never even been. Koshina, they're basically like little, they're Brazilian chicken croquettes. So it's like a potato ball with a diced, spiced ground chicken in the middle. And it's like, I don't know. It's the fucking greatest thing in the whole world. So you like, you? I, th- I think your palate lends itself to certain um, fruits and vegetables probably the yeah, Brazilians so. put together it very could well. could be. I think there's certain countries that I kind of have an affinity. Yeah. I like a lot of that I like crap, though. I don't have like really one I stand by. I like a lot of different Isn't that food. the fun thing about, like, because you're from a rather small, smaller place than Hollywood, like yeah. like I am. When you leave, and like I grew up on a, my grandpa had a cattle farm down the street, so I, in essence, grew up on a farm. What town? Ta- what? Where is this? What's the nearest big city? Uh, in between Knoxville and Nashville mm-hmm. is where I'm from. Got it. What's the claim? What's the name of the city? Crossville, Tennessee. Crossville. City's like a real. You're using that. So, oh, we're going fast. to Crossville. No, there are smaller towns where people would go visit really? us and you're just like geez and then you go there and you're like yeah you know you should leave to come to our town you're right come on down to crossfield yeah no there's like yeah but like because i knew about fruits and vegetables because you, you know you know what i mean yeah. do you know what i mean i grew up around them so you're mm-hmm. like i know about and then you leave and you're like there are way more fruits and vegetables than i've ever heard of what were the ones you learned about the first ones that i was like what the fuck is this yeah um <laughs> probably the uh is it plantains, the, the little bananas? Oh, the big bananas. Plantains are much bigger than bananas. Maybe you're thinking of like the strawberry bananas, those little ones. Maybe. They're really sweet and kind of creamier than a regular banana. Yeah, I, rem- I mean, yeah, I remember being, this was the first time I really went deep into Florida. That's when Ooh. I was like, what is, I like all this stuff. Why'd you go to Florida? It's, that's where you go if you're yeah. from the South. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, you go there because it's close, but it's exotic. Well, I think most people don't even go past Florida's like two places, like the northern part, which of, I know and I know and love. Yes, I went, I went to Florida State. Did you really? Yeah, you went to really. I went to Florida State. Did you, Henry Zabrowski went there too. Uh, yeah, we knew each other a little bit there. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. I'm sorry, but no, but you guys understand, like Pat, like Florida or Orlando North is yeah. the South. It is fully the South. It's not just like, it is sort of almost, I consider parts of Florida to be sort of like the, the creme de la creme of rednecks. <laughs> yes, yes. The rednecks, the Gulf Coast rednecks are the ones who are, they're, they're, they're pushing the style. They're that the vanguard of redneck, redneckness. Because they have some money. Got a little money. They got beach access, yes. and they've got sort of uh, the Florida contingent, which allows them to have this this foothold in sort of a world of, of I don't know, not I don't want to say progressive, but it's like a 
You know what I mean? It's like their 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 roots extend to a different zone, so they're able to draw nutrients from a different thing and make it redneck. They can take oh, what, what if we took Cuban and made it redneck? Oh, without it <laughs> is kind of fascinating. Thing. Yeah, we're yeah. that middle part of Florida where like. Like There's Ocala? Like, yes, where they like mud and stuff. Ocala, that middle part of Florida, I've never really been. I've driven through there, but I had some friends who are from there. And there's a there's a middle part of Florida that people don't understand how many horses there are. It's weird. I think they have the most horses in America in Central Florida. It is it's it's still swampy in the middle part too, which is really fun. And it rain they have the most lightning strikes <laughs> in the world. Yes. They have the num- most number of lightning strikes in the entire fucking world. But if you think about it, it is insane. Like, okay, we're going to go to to Florida, but we're not going to go to where the ocean is. No. That's redneck shit. Right yeah, there. it's true redneck shit. Like, and people that... do you? I don't like rednecks, if I'm just being honest. I was literally just about to say, I love rednecks. Do you? I mean, I don't love them. I don't have a redneck friends, but I do... Observing redneck culture, oh, and like, okay, and yes, ma- and like getting to getting to be around it, and kind of um, it's sort of like being around an animal. With where, well, the, the dangerous animal, yeah, yes, and I think I I have more. But you have to. You I have survived a reason to say it. that though. I think you, I survived it. Yeah, yes. your name is Billy Wayne Davis. You have a a very present Southern accent. Yes, and you're we're here right now in Los Angeles, California. So <laughs> yeah, you that's... have a different. I didn't spend nearly as much time around. Well, and I was a football player. My dad was a football coach. Okay. Like I said, and my grandpa was a cattle farmer. But my mom's an like my mom's side of the family is all like English teachers and professors. Really. So it was this interesting mix. Yeah. Now that I look at it, but like growing up, I didn't realize the cool gifts that was being given because I was like, I don't like this, or knowing. Being aware of it. Like, other people were like, I'm just a redneck. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. Because there was that. I you noticed, were aware of it. Well, I noticed it happening, but not like conscious awareness, but just more confused awareness. Being like, people being like, well, this is how I am. <laughs> and, and you're like, we're fucking 15, dude. How do you know how you are? You mean like this is how I am? Like this is what we do. We go we go catfishing. Yeah, that kind of stuff. We don't lack those people. Yes, that making those choices. Mm-hmm. I remember being like, well, I don't know. Let's go mud and we'll see. And then like we're gonna do this every weekend. You're like, no, I'm not gonna do this every weekend. You want to tell people what mudding is if they don't know? It's you get in a big truck, and then you go out into a field that's muddy. <laughs> you get it dirty. And you ride in it. You ride in the truck. The idea is to ride as long as you can till it breaks or you get stuck. <laughs> and that drives me insane. Yeah. But then they, well, I get it as I get older because they enjoy fixing it just as much as they yeah. enjoy that part. I did a little mud in high school. It's fun. But it's like fun, what, like for 15 minutes? Well, it was fun to my friend Tom. He had a Suburban. Mm-hmm. And Suburbans aren't really meant for that No They're too big And he thought it could do it And it got stuck And it sunk up to their fucking running boards We had to pull it out With a tractor or something mm-hmm. I just had some ropes to put on like someone's actual truck Yeah right, A 250 mm-hmm. dually And they and they were so happy to do that Oh fuck yeah Yes That's the whole point of having a dually You know what a dually is right? Oh I know what a dually is You know how many people don't know what a dually is? Well do you know I... I as many people that don't understand that uh, 
semi-trucks, we're on their interstate. Oh, 100%. Those people that don't, there's more people that don't understand that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess, honestly, I haven't thought about that actively until you said it, but you're right. Yeah. We need to get out of their way. <laughs> I remember hearing a bus driver once. I was on the, the, the ten number 10 bus that goes from Santa Monica to downtown, and this bus driver, when he's driving, the people who are riding are people who are regulars, right? They're always on the same yes. bus at the same time. They all know each other. There's the only person among like 40 people who didn't know everyone. Yeah. They started talking to me after a while. It was so cool. This bus driver was talking about how this long thing about how some person got out in front of the bus and he kept saying, what if I couldn't stop? What if my brakes didn't work? Yeah. Yeah. You might be right. You might have the right away, but it doesn't matter. You would be dead. Like a long explanation of it. He's right. Yeah. And LA is a nightmare because the roads aren't designed for the buses. No. I mean, they're not just, what are, they're not designed for anything. The roads here? I feel like they're designed for I think they were designed minimal. When they started. When mm-hmm. they when people first started. The first time they built the road, when those houses were built, yeah. that's the last time they thought about how any of this goes together. There's even a lot of conspiracies about the roads, too. Oh, about how they're... Designed to cause congestion. Which I think is a little bit... Uh, what's it called when you think something's really paranoid and you're very... It's a very... Um, what is the what? Well, what is the point of the congestion? I guess it's to keep you in your car. So it's it's some sort of automotive thing. It doesn't really make sense. Like a lot of conspiracy theories, okay, it doesn't yeah. really make sense. As long sense. as the end game makes sense, I can get behind the conspiracy pretty quick. It's but. something about causing congestion because the way the on ramps are designed, they don't make sense because we don't design them that way anymore. If you could, yeah, but that's just because they're not upkept. Well, There's no what, upkeep. I always think that air, I was air on the side of conspiracy is one thing, but most people and organizations and things are not smart enough to conspire. They're lazy. There's a mistake. It's not a conspiracy. Yeah. I think on, there are conspiracies that happen. Like 9-11, I used to think that was a conspiracy. Then you realize, oh, wait, this is just hubris at its highest form. I think, I think there was... Probably some going on. Maybe. I think there was a little bit of both on that one. Probably a little bit of both, but I think the main thing is like, oh, we're just so dumb. My friend, I grew up, Crossville, where I grew up, is 20 minutes from Oak Ridge, Tennessee, which mm-hmm. wasn't a place until 1941. Why? Uh, the government built it. Ooh. Part of the Manhattan Project. Oh, I didn't know that. So, like, so I remember having this discussion with one of my buddies who's from Clinton, which is like the city in the same county. Is Oak Ridge, and he was like, he was like, "There's no way they could, the government could do that without somebody ratting." And I was like, "Dude, you're from Oak, you're from Oak Ridge. That town wasn't, didn't exist. They built it, and people still didn't know what they were doing there." <laughs> and he was like, "Oh yeah, that's a good point." Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, it's you can compartmentalize anything if you compartmentalize you're, it or hide it in plain sight, yeah, <clears throat> or make it seem like something it's not." So no one, like that. People are like, why do you believe in conspiracy? And I'm like, because things have happened. Mm-hmm. And I've, I used to play against the high school that wasn't a town when my grandparents were born. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, that's we did that. We can. It is possible. It's just the motivation has to be there. And right now, most of the motivated people are evil. 
Yeah. Which is. Ooh, that sounded cool. Thank you. That was the spring. Was that what that was? Yeah. Hear that? It did sound cool. Your sounds really good, actually. Mine doesn't sound. Mine doesn't resonate as much. Mine's more. Mine's just a better instrument. Or better musician. I don't know. I know that's not true. I remember how I had a guitar, yeah. the electric guitar. Took basic guitar classes in high school. And then my friend I played baseball with in college, he came over. You played college baseball? A uh, little bit. Well, more than I play. Little, little. And then uh, uh, he picked up my guitar and started playing, mm-hmm. and he made it do things I didn't know. I was just started, I mean, I was like cry laughing because I was like, I had no idea it did any of that, and I've had it for like three years. Well, it doesn't do that, right? I mean, it doesn't do it. <laughs> It does it. But you can do it. It has the capable. I didn't know yeah. it was capable. That's a good way of putting mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I was. I was. I think I was using language for comedic effect, but it. I didn't realize it was capable of doing the things he made it do. But he had it in him. I watched him learn to play banjo in six months. You learned him. You. <laughs> you watched. I learned him? him. I learned him to play banjo. You learned. What's that song you mentioned? You played for your kid from the band. Uh, when I paint my pa- masterpiece. You know, I've never listened to the band. Isn't that weird? That is weird. I know. Some... Where are you from? I'm from Minnesota. That is weird. Because they're Canadian and they're he's Canadian? from Arkansas. Most huh. of them, half, most of them are from Canada. This is it, huh? You ever seen Observe and Report? Uh, yeah. Uh, maybe it actually happened, I think. It's a masterpiece. Really? I think it's Jody Hill's masterpiece. That's Jody Hill? Mm-hmm. I should see it now. I didn't know that. It's brilliant. Is that in the movie? It's how the movie starts. Oh. The streets Grand. of Rome Are filled with rubble Ancient footprints Are everywhere Who's the singer? Levon Helm. Levon Helm. Levon Helm. Levon. On a cold, dark night On the Spanish day People do love the band. They, they love stories, and he tells yeah. stories well. It's also that era that's really good of music. Like, late 60s, early 70s is pretty much as good as it gets, I think. Well, they're playing their instruments, too. Right. And then this is like a orchestra, if you will. People, people think it's funny that I love the band so much. They're probably my favorite band. But I don't care for Bob Dylan as much. And I don't like was, Bob Dylan at all. At all? I think he writes songs. Yeah. He puts words together, and he manipulated the media in a very interesting way. I think that's all great, and I appreciate it. But I feel like it's uh, it is also I. That's that's not the that's not music. I agree. I could <laughs> care less. Yeah. No. I could. I, I, yeah. yeah. I was trying to be diplomatic because I said oh, something totally. about it, but people okay. come after you, and you're just like, "Listen, I know your points." There's but nothing I love more than pissing off a Dylan fan. They get mad. And it's like he touched them. Yeah, and it's great to see them get mad. It is pretty funny because it's yeah. like, "Oh, I just pissed on your um, your savior, and uh, I'm still alive, and you're pissed." Some dude on Twitter accused me of taking his joy away because I made a Dylan joke, and I was like, "Man, if." Me making a joke about him not being able to sing 
takes your joy away, then you didn't have any. Yeah. That's insane what you said. Like someone can make fun of Harry Nilsson and I'm like, okay, you just don't like him. Yeah, that's, that's fine. I love Two Chains and you can definitely make fun of him. What does Two Chains sound like? Like as a human? I, I don't feel know. Like I doesn't he have a distinctive sound? He has like a cadence. You know a lot about about modern rap, don't you? I don't well, no, as soon as I say yes, I enjoy a lot, but like it like saying that's knowing you, to me. You know what I mean? Like knowing there's enough people but like you don't know shit. It's just it's so. number two, right? Two, yeah. Two chains with a Z. Of course. Two chains. What's the song that everyone knows? The one that I think broke him. It's a like, vibe? Which mainstream was like I'm different. I'm different, huh? What album is that from? True. It's I from think True. I want to hear this. I think he's Cody one of the best Cowboy? comedians out right now, too. Really? He's funny. The way he puts words together and what he talks about. Let's see. What's what's this no one punches. right now? You know this? Mm-hmm. He's prolific. Is he one of the, is this guy they call a mumble rapper? Is this a no, he's guy? trap music. Trap. Because he used to... The legend is, and his legend is... Is that his voice right now? That's, no, that's Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. I think I knew that much. <laughs> He's amazing, too. Oh, Kendrick's outstanding. So a trap Well, is he was like, yeah, when you hear Kendrick, immediately you're like, well, this is different. Go yeah. on. Yeah. He sounds like he is from a different country, but he's not. Kendrick? Yeah, he almost has like an accent. He sounds like he could be from like, I don't know, like a, an African nation. The way he... His well, it's like, musical the way he speaks. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know how like certain people with certain accents they have like a musicality the way they speak. Like mm-hmm. if you're like, oh, I'm from Ital- I'm Italian. Like yeah. that kind of thing. <laughs> yes, yes. He sounds that. He sounds like so strange that way. Yes, like uh, certain Indian people have a rhythm to oh, their, yeah. which I think is really cool. Oh, it's super cool to listen to. Yeah. So two changes trap. Trap music because he was he was born and raised in a trap. Is that what they call it? That it's like where I think I'm not super versed on it, but from what I understand, that is where they trap comes from. It's the trap because you're trapped if you get caught there because it's where all the drugs are. Okay, so it's like you. I thought it had to do with so trap music is is um it has to do with drugs, but that's what it means the word because it's like you're in like this drug den so it's like a trap yeah and then the people come to buy drugs there and then you're like selling drugs there but. so you kind of like are either either st- you're stuck in it or you got to get out and do something totally different you can't like kind of um it's almost like quicksand well i think it's like well it's i think it's similar to comedy where if you get in deep enough there's nothing else you can do to make this kind of Ooh, money that's a good explanation you know what i mean where you're like yeah. yeah i could go be like a fucking whatever but you can't you're priced in there's something like i can't make an i can't make go and make this much money this quick doing anything else there's no backup plan yeah and then we've you know we have a certain lifestyle that we enjoy too where it's yeah. like yeah i got coffee and Hung out with my baby this morning, and then I come do a podcast on Friday. Right. Yeah. How did you get into comedy then? I was super depressed after figuring out I didn't want to play baseball anymore. So did you quit baseball? More or less. Were you like, was it something where you got pushed out, or you just like, I don't want to do this anymore? I mean, I think I was pushed out mentally. 
Yeah. Where it was around the steroid era, too. Okay. So the, I figured out that was a funny realization. Not that you didn't want to juice? Yeah. That, well, and that other people were doing it. Was you like, didn't know? I didn't know it was so prevalent. How come you didn't? My dad was a high school football coach. So in high school, I wasn't, I couldn't be around that. We yeah, weren't, and we, I didn't play at a high school that was like people were going D1, you know. It's not Friday Night Lights shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was like no one was leaving. It wasn't a ticket out or anything yeah. like that. <laughs> like my, my senior year was the first time we went to the playoffs in like 20 something years. Okay. That kind of, like, yeah, there was just like a group of us that grew up together. It was like kind of decent. Right. And for in our town, everybody's like, they're the greatest players that have ever been. Right. Like, no. The greatest players ever been. Yeah. It's like people showing up, we're like, we've lost like four games already. You no. Guys. I yeah, saw but the you way. won five. So, uh, but and, then, yeah, you, I just didn't, I was kind of naive about it. And also, you couldn't do it because if your dad's the football coach, it's like that he, can damage him significantly. Yeah. And he would have. Yeah, and he then known. I yeah he wouldn't have allowed it. Yeah, because I just don't know how it could have snuck that around him. I I wouldn't have done it anyway. I don't think. And then I was presented with it in college and was like, I just don't care enough. I think was another thing that yeah. was that was like one of the first realizations. Like, oh, maybe you don't love this sport like you think you do. How was it presented to you? That's such a cool thing. I never. I mean, I never <laughs> had someone. But hey, you want to just do a little stride? No. What happened was I was I had always prided myself on being like in really good shape, mm -hmm. and we we're in junior college. There's no rules about when you can practice and when like how much you can practice. Okay. Like with the higher like. A, if you went to a big school, you can only practice so many hours a week. You can only? Yeah. Only which is, what do you mean, can only allowed to? Yeah. Why? Because those coaches would keep you out there all the time, and you wouldn't be able to go to class or oh, have a fucking Oh, I line. see. They limit it. I see. I yeah. thought you meant like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, there's no rules like that in junior college. So we were practicing like six or seven hours getting ready for the season, Jesus. which is stupid. Our yeah. coach was stupid. His name is Jeff Smith. He's a fucking idiot. Let's line Jeff Smith up there. Fucking put him on blast. Uh, yeah. He got later fired for embezzling from the players. Uh, <laughs> from the fucking players. Great anyway, guy. Great dude. Uh, anyway, so he... Uh, so what was I talking about? Um, talking about how... Um, oh, so we were like dragging ass. It was mm -hmm. like six hours. And I was just walking off the field just like, God, I am exhausted. And I walked by the weight room and there were eight dudes in there. From the team just lifting weights like they had just woke up. Right. That kind of like, one, two, yeah. three, four. Yeah, you got nine more. And like metal yeah. reps. Like, yes. Like that kind of like, and I just remember thinking like being baffled. Where I was like, oh, I can't compete. I'm mm -hmm. not as good as I thought I was. This or is as baseball? I, yeah, as, as, as athletic as I was. I thought, you know, like I don't understand how that's happening. Yeah. And then like it was like defeated for like a week. And my best friend... The guy that played guitar like real crazy. We were just drinking at my apartment. And I said something to him about it. I was like, how the fuck are those dudes? And he was like, oh, we're all on steroids. He just said it like matter of fact. He was like, oh, we're all on steroids, dude. I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I just thought like, they, these are monster people. I don't understand things. And he's yeah. like, no, no. This is, he's like, we're on this, this, and this. And then. What is it? What was the stuff? It would. It, everyone was doing something different. That was another so, thing that I was like, I'm not. None of you know what you're doing. It wasn't this classic case of injecting antibiotic steroids. It was something. Some of them did that. Uh, okay. Some of them 
took this uh like hgh no but that's what my buddy who the smartest one he's yeah. a computer he was trying to get a hold of that because he realized yeah that's good shit he realized he was like it's a second fucking puberty dude he was like and there's no real side effects other than your bones and stuff change that's why barry bond's head changed size because he had a second sa- i didn't know that yeah that's that's why he ch- if you look at him okay i'm gonna look this up look Let's- at him he was a leadoff hitter Known for speed when he got drafted. Yeah, he was light and th- he was thin. His head changed size because he went through a second puberty. That's what human growth hormone is. <laughs> I just Googled Barry Bonds' head and it says, Barry Bonds, what spawned was two things. Barry Bonds' head grew and Barry Bonds' head changed. Yes! <laughs> we watched it. I mean, this was before everybody was talking because we knew what was going oh, on. Oh, yeah, he looks a lot different. Yeah, because he, he went through his second puberty. Well, we all like do that, person. but we like our ears keep growing. We grow hair in different places. It falls out different. That's so that's like what HGH older, is. It's, it's second puberty. Yeah, human growth hormone. Wow. Yeah. He looks like a guy from the seventies before. Then he looks like a guy. It's like he, I mean, it's crazy. He looks like he could be in cameo before that, and now he looks like he's a fucking actor. The other ones they take. Uh, there was one called Phenoplex, I mm-hmm. remember, because it was one that my grandpa would give cows. Oh, that's so That's gross. how I'd heard about it. Mm-hmm. And But they were taking it in pill form, and they, you, take, you put it underneath your tongue, and it dissolves. And what it does is, like, a lot of pitchers take it, and they don't lift weights, but they throw a lot. So it, and it makes these tiny little ligaments and muscles that you can't necessarily work out with weights and stuff. <laughs> so it just, like, pumps them up. Pumps those little muscles up. Like, that's what, like, they say, like, Randy Johnson, some of those dudes would oh, do, right. like, during this era, because everyone was doing it. Right. Well, you had to do it. Yeah. No, that's you what I, I called compete. my dad. I taught, that's what I said to my dad. I was like, it's not cheating, it's the way. Yeah. And he goes, no, I understand. He's like, don't. If you want to have kids and a family. And sure enough, he was right. He was like, they're not, he called everything that was going to happen. He was like, these kids, they're not going to a doctor who's administering this stuff correctly. They're doing themselves, and they're they're not they're dummies. They're dumb dumbs. Uh, even my friend, who's very smart, he ended up in the hospital because he did something wrong. What happened? I don't know exactly. Like some intestinal stuff. Oh, that's rough. It was like, and they were all like, they'd pull stuff. Yeah, because you overexert, and your muscles just can't. Well, they what happens? Your muscles get bigger and stronger faster than your ligaments and joints can handle it. Oh, okay, that makes sense. So they all like pull all that shit unless Ugh. they're taken unless it's administered correctly mm-hmm. by a doctor who's evil or something like that. That's how you go about it. Team doc. Yeah, it's and then we, there was a Canadian dude who didn't take estrogen estrogen blockers with the stuff he was taking and he grew tits. Right. Like literal Yeah, you get big old breasts. Like actual breasts. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Like and he wasn't like a great baseball player. This is a guy you knew. He was on our team. Oh my fucking god! This Canadian guy. Yeah. Like so, I mean, he was like hard nosed, great dude to have on. But it, like, he wasn't going any further. Yeah. So like all that stuff that was like the stuff you had to think about at nineteen. We were like, wow. So you got out. Yeah. So you were nineteen. So it was freshman year. No, I played for I played my freshman and sophomore year in junior college. What uh, position did you play? Catcher. Catcher. Yeah. That's an interesting position. Catcher's a weird position. How so? Because it's like there's like nothing else. Because you know. Not on the baseball field, no. If you're, it's I the play, most active. I played enough baseball to know 
to know a little bit. Yeah. I like baseball a lot, even though I don't watch it. I keep saying, telling myself, I keep telling Steve Hernandez, I'm going to get into Dodgers baseball. It's great. But I'll I go with just, you. I just don't. I want to get into it. I want to like it so bad. I can't. I'm never going to be one of those, those dudes that keep up with every day. Yeah, They're I want like, to be oh, that they, guy. They lost last night, and you're like, I love baseball, and I don't know that. But I like to go to the games. We should go sit in the outfit. I would. There's no, never been a time when I was did not enjoy myself in a Dodgers game. It's just a thing where, you know, it's like anything. You don't if you don't really make make a plan to do it, you don't do it. No, no. You have to do it. You have to do the thing. Well, my my wife asked me for Father's Day. She was like, "Do you want the family to take you to the Dodgers game?" Right. And if I was being honest, I would have been like, no, I'll just go. If you want to give me a gift, I'll yeah. go by myself and go, just, yeah. Not and, go with your boys? Well, <laughs> I'm not fun to watch a game with. Why? Because I just sit and watch stuff that nobody's watching. Oh, I like to yell at the players. No, I do. And if I'm sitting close enough, yeah. that's really fun. Um, I like to get drunk on $14 Coronas. Or so not sorry not Corona fourteen dollar Dos Equis. <laughs> yeah, that is insane. And yell at the players, but not in a mean way, like a creative way. No, that's fun. Yeah. Well, you would love the bleachers. I love and like them. the right and left field. That's my favorite place to sit, unless my agency has given me tickets behind home plate. Oh, I never even thought to ask. Let's take a quick break. Okay. We're we'll right back with Billy Wayne Davis. <clears throat> ah. Okay. 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 Okay, okay. Um, yeah, yell at the players. Yeah, you know, yell at the players, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. You ever heard this guy before? The best street drummer ever. Do you like street drummers? I do. The guys in like the subway and the. Yeah, man. Were they set up right? Do you ever think like? That could be me. Well, no, like, what happened? Because they're good at setting up this little yeah. world. So, like, what is the disconnect that they can't go? Be in a band? Be in a band or work at a, st like, be a studio drummer or something like that. I think that maybe it's a couple things. One, uh, it could be drugs. Yeah. Two, it could be dad. Dad? Dad. Yeah. Uh, three, it Solid. could be they are on their way to being that. They just haven't got there yet. I like that thought. Like they're doing this as a side hustle. Because I know all the drummers I've ever met, half of them have been the kind of people who, oh, I'll just sleep in the ditch. <laughs> no, yes. Like, um, yeah, yes. no, it's just one. They're similar you? to comedians like that. Yeah. Of all the, uh, the musician types, drummers and Comedians are the most similar, I think, because of the rhythm. I think it's like, oh, you're not, you're not gonna eat that. It's like, yeah, it's that's from the trash. Yeah. Like, oh, it's, right, it smells dude. fine. It's, it's got it's sugar kind of on it. Yeah. There's like this sort of almost like a primitive, like, like a fucking monkey, like an actual <laughs> monkey. Yes. We're not even a monkey. Like, like a monkey meets a raccoon, meets just, just. I think a raccoon is a better one. Just you can't bust them. You can't bust them. And even if you do, fuck. they don't care. Yeah. Yeah, have you ever caught a raccoon? They seem unaffected. Yeah, it's like, what? <laughs> what? You know what I do. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, hi. <laughs> yeah, I know it's your house. I don't, I don't care. I do this every night, and I am very loud about it. Why Why are you messing, uh -huh. me, why are you messing with me? That's how they, every night. It's like, what? And you can't get rid of them. They're just, they're. You know what? 
LA animals I enjoy is the singular coyote mm-hmm. because they are not intimidating in in just one. No, they're goofy. They yeah. run with their tail kind of like trying to catch their head. They're weak too. Yeah, they're scaling well. Guy, I remember taking a piss one time in some bushes in Hollywood. Like just north of UCB, like a block north of there. Mm-hmm. And maybe about five, ten feet away from those bushes, a coyote jumped out of the bushes, looked both ways, and then ran their direction. I was like, well, my, my dick is out. My dick. I, my dick is out. I'm pissing. And, I mean, that coyote could have just as soon have jumped onto my dick. Well, I mean, that's your most vulnerable. The most. As a human. I Unless mean, shitting, you were, your dick a little was worse. inside someone else. Yeah, or shitting. Yeah, Shitting's that's pretty, true. pretty, uh... But even sh- actually, yeah, I think sh- pissing is right up there. It's top three. Yeah, because well, I think even shitting, you've got some leverage. Yeah, because it's sure you're doing something foul. Well, then- you that, and then you squatted, so yeah. it's like tough to knock. You know what I mean? You've got like a base. Oh yeah, you're kind of hard to knock down. The worst thing that can happen is you get knocked into your own shit. Yeah, and then you can use that as an immediate weapon yeah. with just your dick out. That's just pain and vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just my dick out. So, like, if you're going to attack someone, watch them, walk them to the bathroom, that'd like, be the time to do it. Like, you were seen that movie Eastern Promises? I was thinking of, uh, is it A History of Violence? Uh, same director. It's uh, Viggo Mortensen. It's, uh, it's Michael, uh, it's Cronenberg. David Cronenberg directed it. Were they fighting that bathroom naked? Yeah, it's a spa. That's Eastern Promises. Is that Eastern Pro- Okay. Yeah, History of Violence wasn't as good. It's so good. I mean, Vigo, I'll watch Vigo do anything. I agree. Yeah. He's like a man's man. but Yeah. He's like a tired dad. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's got that like... He's, on, he's in the that uh, Cormac McCarthy, The Road. The Road, yeah. Yeah. I remember what do you mean my Hilton Honors points don't count? <sighs> uh, fine. It's okay. Fine. But he's perfect. Like when they cast him. Mm-hmm. Have you ever read that book? The Road? Yeah. Yeah, I read it. What do you think of him? Cormac, Cormac McCarthy? Yeah. I like that book. I like it. it was fun. It was a little, it was pretty artistic. I tend to like um, post-apocalyptic or dystopian things that are more kind of like uh, less poetic and more about the the reality of the situation. Cause I think it's interesting when something is like talking about the real, like the details. There's this guy, James Howard Kunstler. Hmm. I don't think he's a... He's a great writer, but I think he's not as good of a writer as Cormac McCarthy, but he's written some post-peak oil books that I think are interesting because he talks about the very specifics of what people are eating and stuff like that, which I think is interesting, like almost like instructions as opposed to these sort of things that are like ethereal and um, you can hide the details in the poetry. Like that movie that came out with Hmm. uh, Joel Edgerton, he did one called uh, They Come at Night or something like that, or Things in the Night. It's a fucking great movie, but it's also very, you don't get, you don't really know what, uh, what the, what happened? Like what's the apocalypse? What is it? That's the postmodern part of like that part. Is a little irritating to it, me. It comes at night, as it's called. It's a great no, movie. I haven't seen it, but I no will. No one saw it. It's his movie. He directed and wrote it and stuff. It's okay. really, really good. But it's no, he didn't write and direct it. But whatever. But does that make sense? The whole postmodern style yeah. is like, well, nothing's a happy ending. And nothing's like, a happy well, ending. I think we need that as a society to believe there is a some kind of happiness that yeah. we're all chasing. 
So the postmodern part is like, no, there, but it, there isn't. Mm-hmm. Right, but so I kind of, I'm kind of on the uh, other team, I guess. As how so? Like the idea where, oh, this is um, everything is terrible. This is there's nothing. It almost makes me happier if I'm I see something that's like that way. Cause you, are you like that? Because I do believe in the Buddhist thing where it's like life is suffering. Yeah. No, without a doubt it is. Right. But, but there are these wonderful moments. Totally. Within it that make it 100% worth all the horseshit. Absolutely. And that has helped me uh, become a better business person and human. Because you're, what is that exactly? Like, uh, okay. And to use sports as an, an analogy. Sports is the ultimate analogy. I think it, it is a nice analogy. It's possible. Some people, Mark Twain used to think that God invented sports so we could have analogies. <laughs> is but that was, one of his things? No, I just said that. But it <laughs> okay. sounds right, doesn't it? It does sound yeah. like that is a twain We're like, well, yeah. he, that sounds like he's pretty drunk when he said that one. But mm. He's like, write this one down. Sports are analogies, God. He did right. like to drink, didn't he? He was a boozer. Yeah, he's yeah. a traveler, so I think that went hand in hand, especially yeah. during. It goes hand in hand in this time. It does, doesn't it? And then, I would think it would really go hand in hand in that, that time. We should talk about that after you talk about the, what you're going to talk about. What we're talking about? You're talking, you're talking about how the thing about has made you a better everything. Oh, was it? That? It's that life is suffering. It was the the sports thing. Like on that one of those teams I played on in college. With all these like crazy talented people that mm-hmm. were cheating and trying to win, and the, we, you know, we won a conference championship, and we were the number one ranked team in the country in junior college, which is like to quote my friend Dan Whitehurst, who says like, you know, it's like having the biggest dick in third grade. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's cool, but it's pretty oh fleeting. Oh my god! Where I'm like, that's the perfect way to describe mm-hmm. it, uh, but. Golden I, trash bags. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, where it was like, it's cool, but like when you tell people, we're like, okay. Um, but it was that thing of like, that was the first thing we I'd ever won as a team. Right. And it, what it hit me was it wasn't that moment. It was just like the whole getting there and how we got there and how much we put into it and yep. sacrificed. That's and what it, felt the best. Yeah, and was like, oh, so that. And understanding that, that part is the fun part, like the suffering part. It's like being a co- comedian. And I used to think about like all those guys I used to work with that were headlining, or, or they were where I am now. Mm-hmm. And they kept talking about like, you know, you're doing the funnest part of this. Yeah. When you know you're late, you're sleeping on your friend's couch and you're doing stuff for fifty dollars, or you're leaving one place and being like, I hope I get paid at this next place because I can't move on to the next place. Right. Uh, and you're like, this is not fun. Right. Then you like, now I look back and I'm like, that is the funnest part. Totally. It's because you're living and you're forced to live in the moment yeah. as opposed to having to force yourself to live in the moment. Well, and then everything's kind of new too. Mm-hmm. So you're not like, a, not jaded in the wrong way, but like, cause I, you know, we, you all get jaded to it. We all get jaded to a certain point where yeah. you have to, where you would die. Yeah, because you can't stay in that old thing. Well, everything can't be new all the time. It would be right. too much on your nerves. Yeah. Like if watching my newborn grow, like there's certain noises at first, like just the door shutting, he'd be like, Madada! Right. And now it's like nothing. We're like, yeah. yeah, if the door did that every time, he would eventually, the whole world would kill him. 
That's the thing. It's you have to find that where you have to find that sweet spot where you have enough novelty to keep you interested, but not so much where you're always distracted by the novelty itself. Yeah, the, like I'll never understand those comics that do the same set every night. Yeah, I don't. I can't. I mean, I I'll know. do a version of it, but it's never the same order. If I'm working on certain bits, but right. I'll drop something. Because it's not fun for me, and if I'm not having fun, they're not having fun. Totally. Know? Oh, that's 100% true. If you're like babysitting, if you're not having any fun, then people don't have fun with you. Or you see it, too, like with they get in the same, they're like, well, this works for me. I'm this type of comic. And you're like, I mean, for 40 years you're going to do that? How long have you been doing that? Like, uh, how long have you been, because um, you're on the road a lot, right? Yeah. Not, I mean, I'm changing the way I went about it, if that makes sense. How so? I don't have to go out the way I... You know what I mean? Like, I don't have to develop yeah. material the same way anymore. I'm a little better at that, so I don't yeah. have to go out and pound the road to get the jokes the way I want them to, because I already know how oh, okay. to say that stuff. Um, just smarter about... Like, I have kids, so time management's different. Yeah, so you have to be home... But you do, like, what, three weekends a month kind of thing? Uh, depending on what I do sometimes, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And then the way, like, you know, because now I can go out and make a little more money than I ever have or do, like, a corporate gig or do, like, that festival where I only yeah. have to go be gone for, like, two days of the week instead right. of four to make that kind of money. So it's like trading. that. That's nice. Yeah. Just to have a couple credits where you can be, like, Oh, cool. They can pay me like a living wage and then take, you know, that kind of stuff. So that's starting to pick up. And then when I go out, I've, when I had my first child, like, I try to, I try not to go out over 14 days. Two weeks is like 10 to. You mean two weeks at a time? Yeah. That's the most yeah. at a time. And I rarely do that. Do you know what I mean? Have like, you done, how, how, what's the longest you've been on the road before that? Uh, I mean, after my divorce, I didn't really have a home for like two years. So where did you live when you got divorced? You lived here? I lived in Seattle. Seattle, okay. Yeah. And then I just kind of, I was booked enough that I would either crash with somebody on like the days off or like stay in a condo or get my own hotel room. So you were kind of like perpetually on the road for a little bit. For like two years. That's like a year too long is what I described it as. A year too long? Yeah, like a year, doing it for a year, I think everyone... It would be, it's great for everyone as a comedian. I have definitely not done that. Yes, but I think it would be great yeah. for you. I don't think you'd have to do it now. But well, you know, I don't like think when I could handle doing it now. No, God, no. Yeah. But I mean, like in your 20s and stuff like, you know, when you're just like right. learning how to, you think you're a feature act and you're like, motherfucker, you got 10 minutes. You're like, no, I can do 30. And you're like, no, I know you can do 30. But that that year, you know what I mean? Where yeah. I think with the internet, I realized I could do that. And get a hold of people, and then the, the do-it-yourself shows, that became like a cool thing. Oh, because you can chain it all together easily because you can get a hold of anybody so easily. Yeah, it's very easily. Yeah. If you want to do it, it can be done. Wow. But, I mean, people also like, well, it's hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sucks. But if you do it for a year, the, it's going to make you so good. Totally. It makes you amazing. If you do it now, at the same time, you have to be aware of the rooms you're playing and why you're playing them and what mm -hmm. if you're just going to get laughs, you just go out and be become a hack. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? You have to be aware of what you're doing. What too. kept you from being that way? Because when I think about my experiences on the road, I've done some a couple tour things that were that were um, I don't know like, like two week kind of things, and I've gone out there and a bunch of times it was this thing where uh, half the shows were like I do not want to perform to you people. I hate oh, more you. Than half you're yeah. you're just like so. You're just not who I want to talk to. You don't understand anything I'm saying. Even though I, yeah, I could be really enjoying what I'm doing and finding stuff and saying it, and you're just not even picking up on even half of it. And it's just so miserable yeah. that I'm like, why would I do this unless I had to do it? Because if I didn't have to do it, it became a thing where I didn't have to do it. That was, was for me. I had to yeah. do it for a while. Like right. I didn't go to – I was in Seattle. Um, but without a doubt, I – was growing contempt for an audience. And, you know, I was opening yeah. for certain people. And then certain places. I mean, and I I knew when I moved to Seattle it was a good move um, because in Nashville with my name and my accent, they were expecting me to be a certain type of... Yeah. And I'm not that. So they right. would... They would see me as like tricking them. They would people get angry. Oh, because they thought of, you were going to be like Jeff Foxworthy or something like that. That kind of, I mean, I would get... I mean... The first couple of times I came to L.A., I, would, I got past the blue-collar people's card twice. By who? I forget who it was. Um, um, okay. <laughs> uh-huh. but I forget who it was, but it was like, and I was like, oh, you're not, you didn't hear anything I just said up there. You just heard my name and my accent. Yeah. Um, so it was, so getting out of that, and then Seattle was great because... I could do whatever I wanted there. It's also the least redneck place in America. Without a doubt. I so, think it might be. It might be the least redneck place. Outside of it, there's totally. a lot of red outside. But Seattle is super gay. It's super wealthy. Yes. It's super cultured. Cultured, it's, it's educated. city, all that crap. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah which was great for me. Right. Because I got to expand and do weird stuff and people not look at me like... You moved there from? Nashville. Nashville. Yeah. Um so that helped, and then when I would go on the road, I would learn how to what the way I viewed it was I was learning how to work rooms, mm-hmm. different rooms, yeah, instead of crowds, I was working different rooms, different size rooms, different, and then I was learning how to communicate to different people without changing what I was saying. That makes sense. It's not easy, yeah, there's definitely a thing there. It sounds like you're teetering because it's that thing where like you're saying it's easy to become a hack because you a hack is just someone who's uh being they're pandering it's it's full-on pandering right borderline stealing yeah it's not considered stealing because the jokes are so universal mm-hmm. that you don't even know who wrote them in the first place right that's the difference you know so, what i mean yeah if you're out there and you're all i have to get laughs that's what the hack does the hack has to get laughs yeah because it's this thing where it's almost like a vampire. Yes. And then, but you're saying how you found a way to be true to yourself and to work the room as opposed to the crowd. So the crowd is different. How is a room different than a crowd? I guess I, to me, it's maybe just it's just the terms. But but how do you differentiate those two? Well, like the size of a room, like the group, the size of a crowd. Because the dynamic changes. Yes. It's like a different thing. Yes. So it's and more like the environment and the, the way sort the, of the town itself presents itself right. is the way they communicate with each other. Because mm-hmm. I noticed traveling, and it's a 
version of a Mark Twain quote, but it is like I noticed through traveling that we're all the same. Human beings are all the same. Totally. And what we're our wants and desires and needs are the fucking same. And we're all going about the same. We want the same things every night or every time we go to this place, we want this thing. Yeah. Just the way we communicate and going about those things are a little different depending on region to region, culture to culture. So I realized that and I was like, oh, well, how do these people like to be spoken to? Like a tone. Uh-huh. Or uh, what will they put up with? And then not put up with. Right. So it was that kind of stuff. Like I can, my wife pointed out when, when she started going down the road with me, she was like, you get to make fun of people in a way that other people don't. And I was like, oh, I ingratiate myself with them. Yeah. And then I know why I'm making fun of what I'm making fun of. And I'm not doing it from a place of like, you guys, look how dumb you are. I'm doing it like, man, if I lived here, this would drive me fucking nuts. Yeah. And they're like, it does drive That's, us nuts. Yeah. And we, can't, we ain't leaving, but uh -huh. it's bullshit. It does smell like dog shit every day at two. You know, that uh -huh. kind of just knowing those. And then when you do that uh, and mean it, because I genuinely like people in places. Yeah. Like it's, and they, that's the, it's not a trick and it is a trick, if that makes sense. Yes. Like, people can smell if I'm being disingenuous about it. Like, if I truly hate a place and I'm trying to act like I like it, some of those places I just can't do it. Really? Like I'm what? trying to, like, there's, like, <laughs> I'm trying to think with just one place I just don't. Oh, I can be honest, like, some of my favorite people live there, but I don't like Knoxville, Tennessee. Okay. I don't like it. And I was uh, open about that last time because I... You know, I grew up going there. It's like close to my mm -hmm. house, and University of Tennessee's there. And then I just—it's always kind of violent because of the, the university. So you know, okay, so I don't dumb, even know dumb kids. I don't know. It was just like one of those towns where I was like, and the last time I drove through there, I just stopped and I was like, why don't I like like I keep coming back here because mm -hmm. it's like close to whatever. It's easy. Yeah, but I don't like it here. And I was like, finally, like. And I was like, oh, it's because it's all, like, stubborn people. Okay. I was like, it's... <laughs> and I got, I got that in me. Yeah. But you know what I mean? But they're mm -hmm. stubborn in a way that's, like... And then you start thinking, like, the whole thing, Rocky Top, the Tennessee anthem, Tennessee's... Good old Rocky Top, Rocky Top, Top. Yeah. It's all Rocky Top, that's Rocky Top, Top. The guy that can play guitar, that's, right. that's my buddy's grandpa. Um, no way. That... I didn't he mean to tie that all in, but that is how it all ties together. Top. But that song is about these people are so stubborn. They live on a mountain where it's just the ground is too rocky to grow shit. So they, but they stay. But we just grew shit anyway. <laughs> That's my buddy's grandpa. This guy. The guy that picked up my guitar and was like, "Look at this." You know what? That's the thing, though. Rednecks are the best in Florida, but you want to talk about hillbillies. Tennessee is, that's the capital. Tennessee, Tennessee Kentucky, West Virginia. That's uh, that's where, Pennsylvania's got some good hillbillies too. Really? That whole, any of that coal, that coal belt. It's where you get that people who talk, they, they have like such a thick way. That's, that, it's... 
Real slow. It's real slow. It's like this. It's it's that way where... Well, the joke I do on stage now is like when people there. call me a hillbilly, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. If you meet an actual hillbilly, you have fucked up. And yeah. You need to get off their property. <laughs> also, you can't understand what they're saying. No. A lot of times you're just like, oh, it's like if you ever heard of someone from... Well, like... Like swamp people, like Cajuns are just swamp hillbillies. Yeah. It's the same type Can't of human being. Anything. Oh, they'll well, never go with the triple door. That's a gun. Touch them down with some salmon on the triple door. Sound like that. Just salivating all over the place. I said, oh. Last time I was in New Orleans, I talked to a dude after the show for a while, and I was like, oh, like he's Cajun. And I was like, so what swamp are you from or whatever? You know, and he was like, what are you talking about? I was like, well, you're Cajun. He's like, no, I'm on acid. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh. he's like, I was, we were like, oh, okay. I'm on, no, I'm, but just say that though, to say, no, I'm on acid. No, he was just amusing. No, I'm on acid. He knew Dude, immediately. That's what? fucking, that's such a knock against Cajun people. <laughs> people, regular people from the South who are tripping balls sound like how you sound when you're just out trying to fish. When you're trying to get bread at the store. Yeah, you sound like a Southern person on acid. It's yeah. like I heard there's this new ad for Kerrygold, which is that butter made in Ireland. Mm-hmm. And it's like the person saying, Kerrygold, this butter has been made in Ireland. We may, we've been making Kerrygold for 150 years. And I'm like, the people who make Kerrygold, they do not sound like that. They no. sound like, hey, what a fucker. <laughs> they sound unintelligible. Yes. Have you been to Ireland? I've just watched a bunch of videos. I've been to Ireland, but I haven't heard that. I think when I was there, I didn't hear... I met a Scottish guy in Ireland, and he was... Oh, that not understand fun. anything he said. That was fun. Uh, I have a Scottish friend, because Scottish people look like me. Really? Because of, You probably are Scottish. Yes, without Scottish-Irish, that's there's no... Mm-hmm. I, you know, somebody's probably like, there's probably some Northern African in there. I'm like, no, no, there's not. This is all... Probably, who knows? Maybe, but I doubt it. Um, but we were walking around Bonnaroo, and he's flat out... Scottish. He's flat out Scottish. So I would say something, and then he would say something, and people uh-huh. would just look at it. We're like, well, I don't under... Like, why you don't sound like him? Well, they were just like, they were confused. They just, And it was also at a festival, mm-hmm. so I think they thought maybe he was just real fucked up, too. Yeah. And then this one girl goes, where are you from? And I was like, Crossville. And she's like, well, where's he from? And he was like, Glasgow. Oh. And she was like, oh, Kentucky? And we were like, are you... On drugs, right? Oh, she wasn't a southerner. No, she was from, she was working at Bonnaroo. How did, she must be real dumb. Uh, That's what we assumed. Yeah. Like, it made our, the next hour for us, material-wise, that's all we did was make fun of her. Because she thought, yeah, it was amazing. But we do look similar, and if, yeah, yeah, it was just weird. Where are you from? Oh, you're from, oh, you're from, oh, sorry, I'm from, I'm from, Glasgow. I fucking grew up in Columbia, North, South Columbia, South Carolina. It was the I'm wi- from fucking Columbia. <laughs> Weird. So it I'm was I'm from fun. Jacksonville. That's Jacksonville. Have I'm you been from, there? I've been to Jacksonville a lot. Why a lot? Because my girlfriend in college used, was from there. Oh, that's right. You and we go to Jayville. People hate Jacksonville. It's I knew it's a guy, shady, but not in a fun way. It's a Jacksonville. I knew a guy who refused to go to Jacksonville. Because every time he went, he got a flat tire. He got a flat tire five times in a row. He's like, I'm never going to Jacksonville ever again. I would, too, after Fuck five. Fuck Jacksonville. Something's trying to tell you. Yeah. Jacksonville, I think, is the largest city in America. 
landmass wise? It is. Yes, they tell you that every time mm -hmm. you go to. Yes. So like, that's yeah. all you got, huh? Yeah. And like the worst, the worst beaches in Florida, the largest city, and a bunch of. I mean, I. Who lives there though? I don't know, man. Well, um, Jesus Christ, I don't even know. Like, what is their industry? Do you it's, know what I mean? It's one of those cities that is just. It's just there's not no not nothing there. I don't even really know. It's, there's a lot there, but nothing distinctive. It's yes. Have this feel. It feels kind of like um, a place where people settled for. Like you say, well, I guess we can. Uh, they offer me a job in Jacksonville. Yeah, it's like Louisville on the water. Louisville to me seems like it's got more history. At least, yeah, Louisville's right? pretty cool, and, okay. but it's shady. I just mean on a shady level. Yeah. That's what Jacksonville is. That concludes part one of my conversation with Billy Wayne Davis. Tune in next week to Live the Tape with Johnny Pemberton to listen to part two. It's even better. Write a letter. Starbanks Avenue, a podcast network.